0: Thank you for
1: joining us for another Sermon Debrief in the life of our local church. We have been in some passages the last two Sundays that have dealt with the grumblings of God's people. And it's been extremely encouraging to hear from individuals in the life of our church who have been navigating difficult circumstances, talk about how much they have been fed and nourished by God's these portions of God's Word. So, very grateful to hear that to be the case. And uh, very help, very interested, brothers, to hear how uh, God ministered to each of you uh, through the Word today. I say each. We've got uh, Caleb on mic today, uh, Pastor Caleb, Pastor Sergey Pastor Kevin is uh, not with us. He and his wife, Leanna were enjoying a, a few days away celebrating their anniversary. And uh, I neglected last week to acknowledge others who were in the room with us. So we have Jamie Howard here from Grand River Community Church uh, he is uh, uh, one of the pastors there at uh, at that church. And Ken of two hats for Jamie right now. Youth pastor, kind of interim lead pastor, doing some more preaching, that type of stuff is going on in the life of that church. So continue to pray for them. And then we've got three uh, younger brothers in the room as well from Heritage. So we have uh, Caleb, we have Ben, we have Seth. So glad to have these guys just sitting in and observing what we're doing as we try to faithfully pastor God's people at Hesper. So. But back to the sermon, because that's what we're uh, recording at this point, is uh, any any uh, insights that you brothers want to give on how the Lord spoke to you, how the Spirit spoke through the Word on Sunday?
2: Yeah, I liked the way that you framed the sermon, Sean. You talked about how I'm going to afflict you a little bit. God's Word's going to afflict you, and then we're going to go to grace. I, I heard a brother pastor, Garrett Kell say once, uh, the Lord hurts us to heal us. Hmm. And I think that's a really good representation of how Scripture speaks about that very principle. You know, you go to Hebrews 12, and you get the Lord disciplines us for our good that we might share in His holiness, right? And you get that also in Proverbs. I I thought that the balance of that in the sermon was very well handled. And the particular uh, area where that was helpful to me was, you said at one point, it should cause us to grieve... When our former ways, our sin, pop up their ugly heads, when you have any hint of wanting to go back, it should tear you up. And you were painting the picture of uh, Israel saying, oh, "Oh, let's just go back, back to what? Back to slavery? Back to oppression? Back to you know what? What they had um, so longed to see the end of for so many chapters in the book of Exodus. I wish I could go back there." And then you paralleling that with man isn't that isn't that the same reality that we face when we go back to our former self as it were and we say oh i love this sin and i want to dabble in this and painting that picture it just made me reflect and go okay what are what what are the sins that i deal with or that i've been dealing with over the last few months that and then and then to put that picture that you had painted on top of those sins and go oh that grieves the lord's heart so much and I, you know, I wrote under my note, under that particular uh, line in my notes, Lord, have mercy. Hmm. A couple of different times, Lord, help us, Lord, have mercy. Uh, I wrote that phrase because I, I really feel like the Spirit was using the way that you were expositing that particular text to uh, to hurt me, to heal me. So, praise the Lord. Yeah, praise God.
1: I've heard it said we want to afflict the comfortable, comfort the afflicted. So that was what was in my mind and approaching it that way and there was a huge disparity in the text. Where you are dealing with that, that grumbling? And it was, as I was working on it, I was just, it was shocking to consider that. But then you very quickly, you know, it's like a, wow, that'll, that'll be interesting to preach. And then it's like a boomerang, it just come back and, and, and hits you and yourself as you're, as you're dealing with the text. And, uh, and then, yeah, just also the other aspect of that. Why doesn't the Lord just wipe them out there and then? because mm-hmm. he doesn't. Uh, it's really quite something. So,
2: And what a way to highlight the diamond of God's grace, like to just utterly grieve over the situation that's painted for us in the first half of Exodus 16, and to go, man, that's not just Israel, that's me, that's a, a window into my heart, the Lord's doing surgery on me, and then to see the grace of God factor in, in all of its manifestations, which we can unpack a little bit later, but yeah, just an amazing... I mean, it's it's almost like the ideal sermon. Cuts you open sure. and then puts the balm on, right? Sure. Like sure. It's just that the progression of the text is just beautiful, and I think it was highlighted very well on Sunday, and it, the Lord used it in my life.
0: Praise God. Um, I think you, you shared God in a way that um, was intriguing, encouraging, because as, as you read through it, it's like... These guys are crazy mm-hmm. to react like that. Absolutely. And you kind of get angry. Sure. It's like, this doesn't make sense that they react like that. And then you kind of expect God to come and punish them. But then we see this God that doesn't give them what they deserve and give them something that they don't deserve. And it's like, wow. like And then you came and you kind of uppercut us like, well, we are like that. And this God is for us. Uh, the same so I think your storytelling ability to bring us uh like the way I feel when you preach your Exodus right now is like I, I can see them in the desert and I can see like what's happening and um it's very c- encouraging to to see that, and makes it makes makes Exodus a little bit more easier to read easier yep. to understand um and yeah you you brought me closer to God and, and, that and how gracious he is in my life um so through through how he was gracious to this, his
1: people praise God for how he uses his word in the life of his uh, of his people it uh I think that uh you know going through attacks like this is really important for us and I, I think at some point I was just referencing you know all the wrong places we could go in the aftermath of our sin and uh we think oh and I, God's done with me now Or, you know, this is it, like, this is the last, this is the sin that breaks the camel's back, the straw that breaks the camel's back, like, this is, it's over. And, uh, or we try to self-justify, or we try to downplay our sin, or we try to work back God's favor uh, when we sin, and it's very clear, and we're cut to the heart. And then just to, yeah, to be able to go right into, well, this is how God, how gracious God actually is. Hopefully it's helpful for people, not only listening now, but from Sunday. Of how it is that you deal with that you respond in the aftermath of your sin god is gracious he does invite us to come to him we we uh we don't have to hide we don't have to run Um, he he knows what we've done we confess it Uh, we ask his forgiveness he's so gracious
2: one of the uh, just like a practical tip here one of the ways that we try and make the sermon have legs beyond that sunday morning hour when it's being preached is on the way home in the car We try and make a point. We've got (laughs) like a six-minute drive. It it has been longer before, but on the way home in the car, I try and say, "Wow, that was a good sermon." Here's what, here's here are the changes in my life that I need to make. So I highlighted two things for Brianna on the way home, and that opened up a whole conversation um, about, you know, some different particularities about those things.
1: You mean you weren't highlighting two changes that she <laughs> needed yeah, to make. Exactly. <laughs> you were highlighting two changes to her that you needed to <laughs> yeah, make. Exactly. Just to clarify. Exactly. Yeah, like, this is a two points for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, honey, I was listening to a sermon for you today. How then... <laughs> not to listen to a sermon. Keep going.
2: Exactly. So, no, I was just, I I opened that up and then, and then Bree shares based on that and says, yeah, actually, you know, I've noticed that too. And, And then that's just very constructive for us. We find, A, it helps good communication in our marriage, and B, it helps us not just to be hearers of the Word and be like, oh, wasn't that a good message? Man, Sean really brought it on Sunday. Isn't that great? So what? So so who cares, (laughs) right? Yeah, like Sean could be having an off day and the Lord can still speak through the message, right? So we actually want to do something with this. And I find that the car on the way home, just to mention it to somebody, It's great. Great advice. Just get what's in here, your head, I'm pointing to my head, out there through your mouth Mm -hmm. somehow. It just creates an accountability of some sort. Excellent. Yeah.
1: And if you're not married, that can be with someone that you have a friendship with in the Lord. That can be uh, in your life group that you gather with over the course of a week. Uh, You you know, it could... Text someone who maybe wasn't even there that you have a good relationship with, and say, "I just heard this this morning. Here's how the Lord has spurred this thinking in my mind." Of just telling someone, "Please pray." Those types of things. So, uh, yeah, that's great. Well, one thing I
0: I learned for applications like that, it's to involve kids. So you, you give the the homework to the kid. Hey, ask your parents at lunch this question, and they will like they'll do it yeah. and that kind of makes the conversation uh, sure. a little bit longer it's good. Uh, in the car. But also That's lunch, good. Yeah. That's really good.
1: Excellent. Any other comments you want to make about yesterday's sermon? Any questions you have? Anything that was unclear? Uh, anything that, that uh, if you were preaching it, you would say, uh, it could be improved upon this way?
2: I, I really appreciated when you read some of the common texts about all the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us, and and then added the provision. I wish that, you know, and then you read the text, that that had never happened. And it, it just, it, it painted the picture profoundly. And uh, I think you could hear a pin drop mm-hmm. at that point because you really hit the point home. And then, honestly, Sean, just the, the four sub points for point two, um, you know, God invites us to come near nearer His presence, see clearer His glory, know deeper His character, experience fuller His provision. Just, I mean, anytime we're highlighting the character of God, uh, it is healing, it is a balm, it it, it makes you want to worship. I mean, I think that's why the congregation sang Behold Our God. We were just talking about that before Mm -hmm. uh, we started recording this. Um, That was the song that most notably the congregation sang, and I think we wanted Mm -hmm. to respond in worship. Thank you, Lord, that you are a gracious God slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. you cast our sins as far as the east is from the west. You reign and uh, even if we don't make that logical jump in our minds yes, we at the end of the sermon something had gone on in our hearts and so it's it's just it was a joy to worship after that second point. You talked more about grace, I think. your second point was longer than your first. I Uh, I
1: think so if I was to word count it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that makes sense as far as I would see it because the first point was on verses two and three. The rest of the sermon was verses four through 20. Right. So it would make sense to balance it that way because that was the nature of the text. But
2: the one thing that I was thinking as the sermon went on, and it was just a quick thought um, how did you connect your introduction to the body of the sermon? by the time the body happened i was like oh this is this is amazing and i uh, i was captivated by your introduction but then i was like oh what was that tie again from the introduction can you sure. remind me
1: yeah the the good question so i was i was sort of starting with a you know kind of an a fortiori like lesser to greater uh, that you know a surprising response mm. between two human beings with that story of uh, Ten boom like how would how, like well, that doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. Um, the only way that we could understand that making sense is the greater unexpected response of God's grace to us and our sin. And this is so maybe a little tangential, tan de- tangential nope. but uh, that was the connection point was to, you know, how's like, and I when, I, when I, when I, when I told that story and said surprising people are like nodding up and down, hmm. well, do you know what's even more surprising is that God doesn't treat us as our sins or here's a more, uh, here's a more unexpected response um, to the scandal of our sin as we grumble in this way, he's nevertheless gracious to us. So that was the. No, I don't
2: think that's so. tangential at all. I, I uh, think it
1: went well because um, as soon as he was done, he went straight into
0: reading, and like the first few verses, that's when we hear about them grumbling. And it's like, oh, they, these guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Like, And then you could see it coming, right? Right. Uh, but your scripture reading, um, introduction, then boom going to text like it prepared so well um also with last week i, like, I said my sermon review like, like yeah you soft, did
1: I, I i almost said in the sermon <laughs> at some point like sergey said last week like you had us you didn't press hard enough and i was like it's coming we should ju- ju- with and, you
0: like a heli oop and you just
1: like and it was a free like, yeah <laughs> uh, and this was it and we're not done yet because in two weeks time uh we're going to be dealing with more grumbling and the, the water coming from the rock. So we're not done yet. And In fact, if we were going to go through Exodus, Leviticus, everyone's saying, please, not Leviticus, but if you went through Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, you get the whole cycle, and you would see there's a whole lot more. And then we're going to get to the golden calf, and it's just, it, 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 it doesn't get much better it's from, be from a, here on earth. I
0: think this sermon will be a good reference point for people yeah, to yeah, for sure. remind ourselves of this. Surprising yeah. grace, right? Yeah, absolutely.
2: I was, when you were doing your intro, and later when I was thinking back to your intro, I was like, ah, oh, forgiveness. Oh, isn't it sweet? What a good illustration of that. I was like, wait, how did you tie that? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, no, I, I, that's a brilliant tie. That's a brilliant tie. By the way, here's here's tangential. I think we should do a Leviticus at some point.
1: Uh, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. It would be great. The yeah. high point of, uh, we got some fist bumps in the background here or <laughs> some uh, cheers in the background, but, uh, I think I've preached one sermon on Leviticus. I think, good, I think good Friday one year, yep. I preached the Day of Atonement, mm-hmm. which Michael Morales would say is kind of like the sort of high point of the Pentateuch. Yeah, And uh, the reason why uh, there's a... Uh, I, I, by the time we get to the end of Exodus, and we realize that Moses can't even go into the tabernacle, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. The glory of the Lord fills the tabernacle when it's all said and done. Not even Moses could enter. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Why is that a problem? Because uh, we can't get near. So what do we need? Well, we need atonement. Where do we see that in Leviticus? Mm-hmm. So that you, you can't just skip over it. It's a major component of everything that's going on in the first five we books should of the Bible. Counterbalance kind of though with like
0: seven books in the New Testament <laughs> before <laughs> you do. <laughs> like, I think you guys did Titus for like. A week and a half,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then right back into uh, Old Testament. So, um, in in all seriousness, we I wouldn't go right, and I don't think you're you're advocating for this either, because I know you think similarly, Caleb. That uh, there is some intentionality between what we do with the different the two testaments. So we are we spent a long time in Genesis. We had a brief time in Titus. We did some Psalms. We're we're into Exodus. Uh, we'll be there for a little bit. And then we've already talked about it's likely going to be a gospel, probably the gospel of Mark. And we'll spend a good chunk of time in a gospel because it's been several years now since we've spent any time as a church in one of the gospels in particular. The last one we did was John. And that was, I, I, I don't have the number of years in front of me. So I think we're due mm-hmm. for a gospel. And then we'll see where we go from there because that's a little ways out. But mm-hmm. that's what's happening next. So maybe one day we would preach through Leviticus and uh people could see how it connects to christ i think we'd be we'd benefit greatly from that absolutely yeah i had a question
0: about the quail Q- quail, quail yep. um you said it flew for so long and then just got tired and just laid there mm-hmm. is that
1: was that from did i miss something in the there's nothing in the in the text about that. That's okay. just the that's just understanding that bird and that part <laughs> of the world. No, that would be how that they would have they would have caught it though. How did you What F- version of the Bible are you reading? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <I> was like <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's my the French zo- version. It's the zoology <laughs> <laughs> Bible. <isn't> no, the, <laughs> the zoology <laughs> study bible. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <lost laughs> me for listening to this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sean and <laughs> Pastor Kevin
1: are gladly. <laughs> Let's start there that. we go. I want some. Uh, I want some royalties Did you from. Uh, Did you Google that? No, I just read it in commentaries, right? So, so it's just talking about the. It's really like legitimately. You read commentaries. You get. You have to figure out like what's going on with the flora and the fauna and the wildlife and all you know, those types of things. So, so that's just what I read. Is that yeah, the bird would get so <laughs> tired from flying, you would just walk right up and catch your dinner. So there you go.
0: Okay. Okay. That I was like, man, I'm reading the the wrong version. No. Nope. <laughs> <Nope. laughs>
2: it I mean, couple couple more highlights here. You can take them out of Egypt, mm. but not Egypt out of them. Convicting. I wish you
1: had that shirt under your your shirt. That would have been so good. Just like oh. rip it open. <laughs> I don't have this shirt anymore. Someone wants to make me that shirt again, I'll wear it. But uh That was good. So I read that in a couple of different places, but I could relate that personally because I yeah. had so that's what I did that.
2: The other piece was in Christ, we see God's glory. We're invited to draw near. We have all the provision that we need. And we see God's character because Christ is, is God. Image of- so all of what we learn of God's grace is found in the Word made mm-hmm. flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. That's a legitimate move to Christ because an illegitimate move to Christ would be looking at that text and trying to find one of the objects in that text mm-hmm. or one of the characters in that text. The quail. Right, and, and say, uh. you know, like you, you can find a character who is a type of Christ sure. in, in a text for sure, but um, I, I love how God's character, mm. look at the character of God. That This is true of the whole triune God. We see this in Christ, and we see this manifested at the cross. Yeah, that was, that was a wonderful move.
1: I have Nothing else. So. Okay. Well, again, uh, thank you for your input. Thank you for your feedback. It's a, it really is a privilege to handle God's word, to be able to do that publicly, and and to uh, just, you know, first reflect personally about these matters, and then uh, to be able to open up God's word publicly and and deal with them. And again, I, I I'm really helped by. Uh, I will say, just maybe as concluding comments. Uh, I know I started this way, but I'm really I've been really helped by people who are going through, you know, wilderness university and like intensives right now in the life of our church. And uh, it's been helpful to know that people are hearing the difference between complaining, grumbling, murmuring versus crying out to God. And it's, you know, they were grumbling about him to Moses, to Aaron, rather than crying out to him. There's nothing wrong with the fact that they were in the wilderness, that they felt that they needed help, that they were, right, we need we need water. They, they, they do need food. They do need their flocks to be cared for. But the response isn't to just grumble and complain about God, but to cry out to him. And so I'm glad that people are expressing, they're hearing a distinction being made, um, even as they're going through difficult circumstances. And uh, just seeing how the Lord provides and cares and moves towards and invites us uh, closer and uh, that's been I'm, I'm so grateful uh, just to see the Lord using his word that way uh, and I'm not getting into any details of the circumstances because some of them are, are, are they're obviously personal and they're very intense but I think what we're learning is that uh, as we're going through barren bitter difficult places that we really can trust the Lord through all of that and uh, just by seeing his provision through which we see his character and his glory, uh, I think that's so abundantly clear. And I'm glad that's getting through and helping people in real life circumstances and trust that we'll continue to see that as you pick up in the next section of Grumbling after we deal with the Sabbath uh, this week. And i uh, looking forward to that. So if you have any uh, questions or comments that you wish to relay, podcast at hasperbaptist.ca, we would love to hear from you.